it's the subconscious that runs our life. Our mind only keeps us busy. Welcome to Intuition Unleashed, a revolution in personal liberation. The go-to podcast that helps you access intuitive guidance combined with mental health and spirituality. Let your intuition guide you and unlock a life of true liberation. And now your host, Beck Nelson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Intuition Unleashed, a revolution in personal liberation. Today, I'm excited to have my next guest is Jerry Brown Rohrabach. She is a PhD and a CHT, which I looked this up, and this is a certified hypnotherapist. Jerry has studied extensively um, in the holistic world for the past 25 years, more than 25 years. She is a certified master alchemical hypnotherapist. I can't wait to find out more about what that is. A certified life between life therapist, plus numerous other modalities that she's used to heal and find her soul journey. So for years, she's helped many others find their own soul journey. From growing up on a chicken farm in Montana to traveling the world, immersing herself in different cultures and beliefs for both pleasure and to hold classes and private sessions, Jerry has taken the trauma and drama in her life to living an amazing life filled with adventure. This is the liberation we're going to talk about. She's taken the obstacles in her life and turned them into opportunities. After 50 years, you can still find Jerry standing behind the chair in her hair salon adjacent to her well-used healing room. That's everybody's dream, right? To combine their passions. And from these surroundings, she has authored her first book, The ABCs of Never Having Another Bad Hair Day. 26 short chapters could possibly change the way you look different at different issues and could change your beliefs that uh, could change your life. Jerry moved on to author From Behind the Chair, A Soul Seeker's Journey to Freedom. And she shares some of her life experiences in her book of her soul journey and continues to show you that it's never too late to begin or continue your soul journey. This is a journey worth reading. After now 75 years young, it says old, but I'm saying young, Jerry is writing her third book, 75 Things I Learned in 75 Years. So stay tuned for more information on where else, um, where she's going to be getting that published. You can find her on her website, which will be published in the show notes. So without further ado, let me bring on my guest, Jerry. How are you, Jerry? I'm great. And how are you? Oh, I'm good. Thank you for asking, but you're the guest. Let's focus on you. Can you tell us where you're coming in from today? From Sacramento, California. Oh, is it nice and warm there? No. No? It's cold. It's rainy. 100 miles up the road, they have like, I think, 47 feet of snow. All right. What What do you consider cold? Because I'm in New England right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think tonight it's going to get down to 40, 35. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Still, I think I'd rather be in California, but I've never been to Sacramento. All right. Well, welcome. 75 years young. That's a long time to be doing healing. How old were you when you, you've been, you're a hairdresser, right? A stylist. I am. I just celebrated 51 years of doing hair. Wow. I started working on myself in 1993. Didn't start doing anything to help other people until 2001 when I went to hypnotherapy school. Okay, so first hypnotherapy school. Talk talk right. a little bit about that because I don't know a whole lot of it. So it's something I really want to know more about. Hypnotherapy is when we take a client into a type of a trance where they can access the information in their subconscious mind. 
when I do a life between life session, they go even deeper into the superconscious mind. And they're they're totally know that they're where they are. It's not like they go to sleep and wake up and it's all over. They all know what's going on as it's happening. So you're conscious while you're taking this journey. Right. And access information that you never knew was there. And it's the subconscious that runs our life. Our mind only keeps us busy. So tell me a story about maybe one or two examples of some things that people realized or found out during this journey. For me, back in 94, and it was the first weekend class that I went to. I worked on me, like I said, for like eight years before I started ever even dreaming I could help anybody else. And this first class, I had just had another car wreck because since I was 16 and started driving, I just had car wreck after car wreck and almost died in three. One, they revived me alongside the road. And at that time, I didn't know that it was a near-death experience. But when I got into the spiritual world and found out, I went, oh, my God. But this woman, she came up to me and she said, why do you want to die in a car wreck? Because I just had another bad one. And I said, I don't. And, and she said, she said, honey, if you didn't want to, you wouldn't be having them. And would you like to change that? And I said, sure. So she took me over in this corner, laid me on the floor and did a hypnotherapy session. I didn't even know what she was doing then. And she took me back. The question was, when, at what age did you decide you wanted to die in a car wreck? And I said, eight. And that is when my father was killed in a car wreck. Wow. And my uncle had taken me to see his car. So in this session, I see this little girl standing by this car and I can see the part of his shirt and the blood and everything. And she lets me explain it all. And it, but it's very peaceful when you're doing that. It's not traumatic. And then she said, what decision did you make right then? And that little girl made the decision that the only way she could ever see her dad or be with her dad would be to die in a car wreck like him. Wow. But of course, you're not remembering this as an adult. Right. I mean, then I didn't know I made that decision then. Wow. And then she said, would you like to make an adult decision about this? And I said, yeah, I don't want car wrecks. They hurt. They're expensive and on and on. And she said, okay. And since that day, October 24th of 94, I have never had another car wreck. Wow. I mean, it's pretty powerful. And at the same time, a lot of people, especially in the salon that I talk to about it, they go, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm afraid of what I'll find out. Mm -hmm. But the majority of the time, when people realize what it was that is creating an issue in their life, it's something very, very minute. I mean, it's, like this one woman had huge claustrophobia and I took her back to when she decided she had, and she was like three days old and you know how you coddle a baby real tight. Yeah. She couldn't get her hands out. And that's when she developed claustrophobia. And you found this out 
through this life between lives session. Wow. Okay. I I just had the adult her unwrap that baby and let the baby's hands move and her claustrophobia went away. Wow. So it doesn't have to be something traumatic that does any of it. Super interesting. So who would you say is your ideal client? My ideal client is someone that is ready to dive deep and is ready for change in their life because I have found that there's a lot of people that want things different in their life, but they don't want to change. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's why so many of us have jobs, right? Right. We pull them along. Yeah. So they think they're in control of their life, even if it's bad. But in reality, we never know. We're never in control of our life. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So if people will just relax and go with the flow and figure out each little change as it comes along, then things will be different and it'll change. That's my ideal client. And in, in fact, I I went through a time where I was getting clients that I didn't think were having breakthroughs. And then someone said to me, ask for clients that you can help. Yep. Instead of just clients. So that's what I started doing. And people now they call and they say, I saw your picture and I knew I was connected or I listened to that video and I heard your voice and I was connected. And it's it's amazing how that's what I get now is people that are open and want to change. You know what? You're making a really important point that I think that we need to highlight here, which is that we can ask the spiritual spiritual world for something that we truly want. So we can ask the spiritual world to bring us people that we can bless, but that will also bless us. Because we can help them. And I think that's a really good point, Jerry, because I don't think that people understand that. We can ask the universe for exactly what we want. We don't just have to take whatever is sent to us. We can be very specific. So thank you for bringing that up. And in a life between life session, one of the main things that I always strive for the person to get, and usually it just happens, is they meet their main spirit guide. Ooh. And once somebody connects with that spirit guide, sees him, hears him, feels him, her, and it comes from within, then they believe it. And then I always ask, how can my client connect with you whenever she needs help or he needs help? And then I ask, how do you connect with that person when there's something you want them to know? So they begin to have a connection in a dialogue there that if they work with that guide all the time it just gets stronger and stronger that's really cool do you you see so you do work with women and men oh yes and i've worked with children as young as 12 years old interesting is that where your cutoff is 12 years old? Well, that one, I really don't have a cutoff. It would depend on the situation and the person and everything. Okay. This was a little boy in Greece because I, pre-pandemic, I traveled all over the world doing this. Wow. He was afraid of the dark. And his mom wanted to start leaving him home at night alone. 
And so we did a session. His mom translated it for him because he didn't know English that well. And it was, you know, in Greece, when they have the parties and stuff, they break the plates. Oh, okay. Yeah. And his dad had taken him to one of these get togethers and they were breaking the plates and he was crying, wanted to go home. So his dad had him on his shoulders, taking him home. And it was night, and that's when he got afraid of dark. Huh. And this was something that came out during your Life Between Life session? That was just a short two-hour session. You know, let's just get to that point. I do two-hour hypnotherapy sessions if somebody just has one or two things to work on. The Life Between Life session goes back through this life. It goes to when you were in the womb. Because we make huge decisions while we're in the womb. Huge. And then to a past life, to the death scene of that life, and then to the between life. And the between life is, so if you believe in past lives, there's a place that the soul goes between lives. And rest, like from the previous life, usually first it rests. And then it goes on and it can go to a library to see like the Akashic records. It can go. There's just a whole gamut of places that it, the soul can go meet its guide. You can meet your, your soul family. Everybody has a soul family and that soul family can change between lives too. As each person changes their vibration and moves, they can move to different ones. And when we have time at the end, I always go to, it's called the life and body selection room, where you go choose your body that you're going to have in this life. Hmm, That's an interesting concept, I think, for a lot of people, because they probably are saying, Jerry, do you think I wanted this body? Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, And in school, when I went the first time, he took half the class and they received a session. And then the next day, the other half. So the first day, I gave my session to someone else. And then that morning, everybody talked about what they got in their session. And people went on for a long time in this life and body selection room, picking their body for either the family or where they wanted to live in the world, their occupation. I mean, it was very detailed, right? So when I had my session, We got to the life and body selection room and I ran in and I grabbed the first one. (laughs) And this woman doing my session, she said, wait, wait, I mean, how come so fast? And I said, you got to let me go. And she said, why? And I said, because if I'm not born right now, I'm going to go have to go back to my council, set up a whole new life. And I have so much planned for this one that I got to have this life. Now, let me go. Wow. Okay. So So I was was born at 1030 at night on December 20th. So an hour and a half later, I would not have been a Sag. I would have been a Capricorn. (laughs) So you needed to be Sagittarius. (laughs) Very interesting. Hmm. I'm sure a lot of people are going, I, I would not have chosen this, but. Your soul doesn't recall that you you did. 
right? That's how I shop too. Really? To, yeah, it used to drive my ex-husband crazy because I can stand at the door and go, nope, not in there. <laughs> if I'm walking through a store and I see something that, that I like, I buy one of every color. Oh, man. Okay, so that made sense to you when you heard, you're like, yep, yeah, that sounds like me. Yeah. Um, so what is like a, a typical, some typical problems that people would come to you to solve that they would use these sessions to solve? Most people want to know their purpose in this life, why they're here and what they need to do. Um, some people want to know, you know, why they, they'd heard they choose their mother and their father. They want to know why they did that. Mm. Yeah. Their purpose, sometimes illness. A lot of times when people are really ill, though, they're they're afraid to know what is happening or why. And most people really don't believe that, you know, as we do, well, I think you do, that every illness has an emotional manifestation first. Mm -hmm. And if you can get to that, then it might go away. And that you, and with these sessions, they could get to that, that place. They can. Yes. Amazing. Okay. So what, when people are trying to figure this out for, for themselves, what are some mistakes that people make when they're trying to solve their own issues before they come to you? Before they come to me? Right. Well, I don't know if it's a mistake. It's an issue. Okay. One is not believing in themselves, not loving themselves. And after they come to me, the, the biggest issue is not doing what their guides told them they had to do. So you're saying in these sessions, the guides are very specific about what, what they should do from here. Yes. Wow. A lot of people are going to want that. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I can't say everybody because every, every session is totally different, but the opportunity and the pathway to get there is definitely there in the session. Very interesting. You know, I'm going to have to have one of these, right? All right. So what's um, before they, before they even come to you, or if they're not going to do one of these sessions, is there a valuable action that you kind of tell people is helpful to sort of prepare them for something like this? What I have them do is make a list of every question they've ever wanted answered. And then a couple nights before, go through it and make sure that they didn't ask the same question in a different way. That, because as soon as somebody makes an appointment, whether they know their guides or not, I mean, we know we have a spiritual team. They go to work setting it up. So a lot of things maybe that they've never thought of before will show up. So I tell them to journal, not to give it to me, but to journal. Because once we write it out, it's kind of like out of our energy. And then more can come in. And um, I talk to them about not setting expectations of what they think the session will be. Because whether they read, Another book, one of my books, we do. We set up expectations 
as we go along every day in life. And if somebody has a, an expectation of, oh, that's what I want, and they don't get that, they can get huge other information and they don't see it because they're so busy looking for this. Okay. So just to be open to what's going to come, which may not be what you're expecting. Right. Probably won't be what you're expecting. Okay. And would you just say that an action that an audience, the audience can take in general is probably good to journal? Oh, definitely. Period. Okay. I, I fought journaling for so long. And then when I was like forced to, it's amazing. That would be me. Yeah. And is there a a free resource that you know of that you, that can direct people that would help them to um, journal a bit clearer or what's a free resource that you send people to? You know, there's so much on the internet. There's so much on YouTube. Um, I mean, even these podcasts, you, People can go on and watch and listen to podcasts forever. I hope so. (laughs) I do too. And then when they're listening to a podcast and or reading a book or journaling and, and a new idea pops in, go with that and investigate it and, you know, within themselves. Don't just go, oh, that was interesting and go on because it's in those little quiet messages that end up being huge. If so we trust yourself is what you're saying, right? Yes. And use this journaling as a guide to see what's, what comes up. Right. So how about a question that would be of value that I didn't ask you about? Well, you asked me about one that I was going to do. Can I think about that for a minute? What is something that you think would be important about this topic that you think that I didn't know or because it's not something that I would, that doesn't come up a lot, but what's something valuable that you can tell us about, about your service and this particular life between life sessions. That is something that our audience would really find fascinating. I think anybody that has a session does find it fascinating. I have never had anybody because they're about four hours long. Wow. And I have never had anybody come out and go, oh my God, that was a long four hours. Everybody, it, yeah, it's like time stands still. And especially like if I start one at two in the afternoon and it gets dark at four and we're done at six and they open their eyes and it's dark outside, it's like they can't comprehend that at all. So they're in this hypnotic state for the whole four hours? Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of work for you too. I know, but it just energizes me so much. Like when when I travel, when I used to go to Greece, I'd start like at eight in the morning and finish at 10, 11 o'clock at night. And it would be four in the afternoon and I think, oh my God, how am I going to stay awake? And I get into the session and they start opening up and I just get filled with this energy that I don't know where it comes from. It's just like, hmm. I'm here. It's from being of service. Yeah. Which is part of your passion. So um, before I get to the the last question, when people, it you, so you do, you still do, you're still a stylist, correct? I am. 
And wow, at 75 years old, that's a long time to be on your feet. And then you do your other work. So what is it like 50-50? What's the percentage of your two jobs? Anymore, I, I do hair Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, sometimes on Tuesday. And then I do hypnotherapy Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and sometimes on Tuesday. It fluctuates. And sometimes I do hair Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And sometimes I do hair in the morning and a session in the afternoon. It just depends how it all unravels and, and falls. And everybody asks me, I mean, they're all afraid I'm going to retire. I had a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last year when I had my 50th anniversary party, they all thought that's what I was going to announce. Then I had my 75th birthday party. I had it in June instead of December. And they thought, oh, okay, here it comes. But I love them both. They both serve a purpose for me. And the the birthday cards I got this year, I mean, one of my girlfriends wrote, how can you not be exhausted? And somebody else wrote, how do you do it? And I think it's it's simple. I love what I do. And I'm a chiropractor. I have massages and I do the spiritual work that keeps my life going. Right. And like years ago, years ago, I used to think all these people were put in my life to torment me. And then in a hypnotherapy session, I saw them all, not individually, but all these people going past me and they were all handing me a gift. And I thought, oh, all these people have a gift for me. So then it was up to me to find out what gift it is that they mm. have for me. That's an and interesting, it, an it interesting concept. Amazing. It was amazing. Wow. And I don't have one client I don't like. I don't have one that bugs me. I mean, it's what a blessing that is. Um do you, you do these through Zoom too? So they're not just local people. I do. And that I fought too until the pandemic. Mm -hmm. and, and I was forced to. I did them with a couple people like in Greece or Norway before. But um, they were like people that I knew and they trusted me. I trusted them and I trusted the process. But during the pandemic, because one of the biggest things I was afraid of is what happens if I have somebody in a in a hypnotic state and the electricity goes out? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> or you lose internet. Yes. What's the answer to that? Yeah. So now when I talk them down, I just say, if we lose connection, you will come back enough. You will call me back. That's interesting. <laughs> That's a good question. And I had this woman, she was in Virginia, and one of those nor'easters was going up. Uh -huh. Lost connection four times in her session, and she kept calling me back. And as soon as I'd say, okay, go right back to where you were, boom, she went right back. Wow. And when you hear a bell ring, you're going to cluck like a chicken. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. <laughs> the last question is, since this is our the podcast, what is your personal definition and understanding of personal liberation? Oh, wow. 
my personal liberation is to be able to live in peace and not necessarily peace on the exterior, but peace inside and to be my own support system. And that doesn't mean you have to do everything yourself. When this divorce, it hadn't happened, but it was pretty chaotic around here. I went for a hypnotherapy session. And I just had surgery on my foot. I'd had sessions with this woman before. She was the one that was a teacher when I was at the first class to learn how to do life between. So I, you know. So we don't follow the whole thing. She talks me down and she knows I'll go. And in this session, there was this gorgeous guy standing on this hill with all this lush greenery. And he just had like a loincloth on. And somehow I knew it was me. Oh, the guy with the loincloth was you? Yeah. Okay. And... So she said, what is, what's he doing? And I said, he's waiting. So she waited and she said, well, now what's he doing? And I said, he's waiting. And about the fourth or fifth time, she says, now what's he doing? And I said, he died. And she said, he died <laughs> from what? And I said, I don't know. Waiting. <laughs> was just, he was waiting for his support system to come. And he died waiting. And because she knows me, she said, well, did he ever give up? And I said, no, he never gave up. He just stood there and died waiting for somebody he'd like to do it for him. And then we went on to the session and I went to this big glass building and met my guides and the whole thing. They told me everything I had to do. Is it what so, you're doing now? Yeah, well, I was already doing this. But yes, as far as, as personal and what I... I had to do when, you know, that I had to rest and I had to do this and I had to do that. Then I, I went to St. Thomas and I'm laying in. They told me that in three weeks I would meet two more guides. So I laid in this pool in St. Thomas and I kept going, okay, come on, come on. And they said, we told you that you need to rest. You'll find out after you rest. So I rested. <laughs> and then when I came home, I found out it was motivation and accomplishment. And I did. I just, in in Greece in October, my girlfriend and I were sitting in this cave and they said, we know you forgot about your third book, but we haven't. And it has to be written now. The book so that I, you're currently writing. Right. So on the way home on the plane, I said, okay, if you want me to write this book, you got to tell me what to put in it. Cause I'm like at a loss here, guys. And night three, I had a dream, and they outlined it for me. Wow. I said, okay. Wow. So Jerry, where can people go to, you're, you're open to being, to scheduling for people, right? I am. And that's through the website that we're going to list on the show notes. Yes, jerrybrownroarback.com. Amazing. Okay. This has been a, an amazing conversation. I'm going to get off and schedule my own with you. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. There is a podcast out there that I did a month or so ago where she interviewed me like this, and then we did her session. And then she took her session and broke it up into two podcasts. 
explaining how the session went. And there's some of it with my questions that I asked her and her answered. And then she says what it did for her. It's a fabulous job. That's amazing. I'm sure people are going to want that. And it sounds like that your sessions themselves give them, give people liberation. Jerry, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you and your energy. And we all hope that we have that same kind of energy. And if these sessions can give it to us, people set her and sign up. Thank you, Jerry, for your time. We appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Intuition Unleashed. We hope you found it informative and thought provoking. But before you go, we have a little challenge for you. Most of us have sneaky little habits that hold us back and trip us up. So why not take this not at all uncomfortable quiz to find out what you do to derail yourself from achieving your goals and how you can call yourself on your own BS. Get to know your self-sabotage specialty and take the first step towards getting out of the way of your own success. Just visit becknelson.com forward slash quiz and take the quiz now. That's becknelson.com forward slash quiz. We can't wait to see your results. And as always... We'll be back next week with more Intuition Unleashed. Thanks for listening.